The Forum at 8 on SAFM. 34701, reading out your SMSs on the program. Thank you to BT in KZN who wrote us this SMS about a traffic police officer who was nearly knocked down by a car she was ordering to stop in one of the intersections in Peter Marisburg. BT, a responsible citizen here, he says he took down the registration number of the reckless motorist and uh, BT, I hope you'll be sending that through to uh, the crime line guys or hopefully uh, reporting it to your local police station. This is absolutely disgraceful. We shouldn't be behaving like this out on the roads, especially what I hear is rainy weather because Bilkish telling me it is raining in, in KZN. It's raining out here in Gauteng as well. So let's try to be responsible on the roads. And remember, if, if you're rushing out there, you're not going to get to your destination anyway. So why rush? Uh, 34701, you're also talking about Mampela Rampela expected press conference today by the DA Anna Hung. Uh, let the DA know that blacks are also Independent thinkers rent a black for presidency will never work, says Titus in KZN. Rampella, you are a letdown for black people. Um, this comes in from Wetsosile Ko Montiwa. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name there. I'll try it again. Uh, he says uh, the divorce is sad indeed, a good move towards realignment politics. Slovenly done, it appears, but a feather in the cap of the democratic practice, process for all, and sundry to learn and fast too. When baby democracy grows, there shall be rumblings and fishes. Pick yourselves up, dust yourselves off, and start all over again. Wecho Otsile Ko Mochiwa, writing in that SMS. And uh, this from Nosilela Motherwell MP. I think it's true that Mampele can't be trusted even by uh, her own party. We'll find out what she says later today. Now, onto the forum at 8. So if you'd like to give us a call today, 0891 Talking about the South African Reserve Bank's decision, or the Monetary Policy Committee decisions, rather, uh, to increase interest rates by 50 basis points. It's a half a percent increase. And really, the bank's saying it was due to weak grant and inflationary pressures in the country, implying that the banks will now also increase their prime lending rate to 9%. Realty firms and other consultants arguing that this decision is going to further dampen our economic activity in the country, not have the opposite effect, as the Reserve Bank would like, particularly if the value of the rand continues to depreciate or the currency remains weak. So, does the MPC, the Monetary Policy Committee, face a dilemma over the decision it takes on interest rates, focusing on inflation targeting, or does this decision respond to the actual perceived or anticipated events? On the forum at 8, we're asking you this morning, is it time to review the composition of the MPC, those people who sit on the MPC? Are they broadly representative of the different opinions that one can have on South Africa's monetary policy? To answer this question, you can do that on 34701 or give us a call 0891 Tweet or Facebook us, AM Live on SAFM, or email us, amlive at safm.co.za. We also have some expert opinion, Lebohang Pecho joining me on the line, a policy and economic analyst and director of Trade Collectors. Ms. Pecho, good morning. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Dashan, and to the listeners and to the other panelists. That's right, the other panelists, Dr. Azar Jameen, Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics. Good morning, Dr. Jameen. Thanks for your time. Good morning, uh, Dashan, and good morning to Lebohang. Lebohang, perhaps we can start with you. Let's look at the mandate of the Reserve Bank. What, what, what is that mandate? Uh, if we're going to review it today, let's start with what, what they think it is. Okay, very broadly, it, the, the mandate of the Reserve Bank is to, is to put in place and to, is to actualize monitoring policy 
that is set in, in place by, by, by the NPC in coalition with government policy. It's also intended to stabilize the economy. It's intended to ensure that interest rates are kept at a particular level, and by doing this, inflation must also be minimized and regulated. This is to ensure the flow of goods and money to the economy and ensure that there's always a coherent flow of supply and demand so that the consumer prices are not kept too high and so that there is not over-demand and under-supply in a nutshell. Dr. Jameen, do you agree? Yes, I do uh, agree. Um, Having said that, I think that the emphasis of the Central Bank and the Monetary Policy Committee is to... Uh, above all else to try and keep inflation relatively subdued because as soon as inflation gets out of hand, everything else in the economy gets out of hand and you end up with a major economic downturn. Well, in fact, on the Reserve Bank's website, the first line of what it says is its mandate on the bank. It says it's required to achieve and maintain price stability in the interest of balanced and sustainable economic growth in South Africa. So basically talking about inflationary pressures and trying to maintain that target inflation of 3 to 6%, Dr. Jameen. Uh, that's right, but uh, one mustn't forget that the inflation targeting didn't exist uh, all the time. It was only introduced in the late 1990s, um, and that was a kind of a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, but so, you know, it's simply inflation targeting is simply a tool where, uh, by which to try and keep uh, price increases suppressed. But uh, you don't have to have inflation targeting to try and. Uh, keep uh, uh, price increases mm. suppressed. You, uh, it's just that the Reserve Bank and the government itself, actually, let me emphasize the government, has determined that, that is the most effective uh, method of trying to uh, uh, ease the ability of the uh, Reserve Bank to keep price increases under wraps. Lebukhang, having said that that's the mandate of the Reserve Bank, well, how would you estimate their performance? How would you review their performance in, in, in upholding that mandate? I think that there's, um, there's several other instruments in addition to, 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 to what the Reserve Bank has used and its arsenal. In terms of their performance, modest, uh, you know, modest uh, with moments of great success, certainly between 94 and 2000, more significantly when our growth rate showed sharper appreciation, um, certainly in decline over the last 10 years and, and certainly more so over the last six years, not only because of the Reserve Bank's um, own performance per se, but because of the exigencies of external uh, shocks which the Reserve Bank has tapered its instruments to absorb. For example, the international, well, America's um, economic meltdown, which the rest of us have had had to absorb. For example, employment, issues around employment and how this impacts on productivity and the cost of production in this country. Um, For example, the cost of imports and exports uh, and our our balance, uh, uh, our capital account deficit as well. So in all of these areas, we're seeing that um, perhaps the mandate and the scope of the instruments that the Reserve Bank has used, the ones they've used, they've used effectively, but mm-hmm. I would argue that perhaps they need to increase their arsenal of, of instruments because there are clearly other factors that mediate to, um, against successful economic output, such as employment and poverty, which also require some much more interventionist um, action. Lebekhan, just hold it there. We'll get a response from you as well, Dr. Jamin, but we have some breaking news. We've actually in studio.
Darshan news just in is that there's been a plane crash at Lanseria Airport in northern Johannesburg. The plane is reported to have crashed while attempting to land in bad weather. From what we've uh, been hearing, paramedics are currently at the scene and will bring you the very latest information as it filters through. Bang, bang, cricket. It's party time, South Africa. It's the Ram Slam T20 Challenge. Catch the triple header on the 5th of January when the Sunfoil Dolphins take on the Unlimited Titans. Followed by the Best Hub Hype of Lions who will slug it out against the Chevrolet Warriors. And finally, the National Mobile Cape Cobras do battle with the Chevrolet Knights. Sahara Park Newlands. Tickets are available at ticketpros.co.za. Select and post net outlets all at the stadium. Ram Slam T20 Challenge. It's bang, bang, cricket. Don't If you ask business owners what keeps them up at night, most will say cash flow. How do I grow my business when all my money is tied up and customers are taking forever to pay me? The answer is Nedbank. They are the experts in debtor management and can give you up to 80% of your debtor's book as cash. This means better cash flow for your business and fewer sleepless nights for you. It's the kind of solution you'd expect from a partner that understands your business. Sign up for NetBank's comprehensive business offering by visiting simplybiz.co.za and make cash flow happen. NetBank is proud to vote small business. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. NetBank. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the Forum at 8 this morning, discussing is it time to review the composition of the Monetary Policy Committee? This after they increased the interest rates a half a percent last week, surprising many, especially those uh, 25 or so Bloomberg economists that were polled by Bloomberg. All of them caught by surprise, none of them expecting an interest rate hike. So what's the wisdom and thinking of an interest rate hike? And especially looking at who sits on the MPC and is it a time for us to review the composition of that board? Joined on the line by uh, Lebhang Peko, Policy and Economic Analyst and uh, the Director of Trade Collectors, and Dr. Azar Jamin, Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics. Lebekhang, I, I cut you off earlier just for that breaking news that we got there from Babakshini, but I, I'd like to let's just get you to expand on that point uh, that you were making. I, I mean, really, while you may say the performance of the Reserve Bank has been rather good, it, you were quite disappointed by, the, by this interest rate hike last week. That um, the performance of the Reserve Bank within the mandate that it has operated in, and within the within the the, the, the vantage point and the ambit of the the tools that they have chosen to use, and the absolute preponderance on inflation targeting in isolation of other perhaps mm. other socioeconomic factors, in to that extent their performance has been fine. But I do think that they need to expand their arsenal. Of, um, of, of instruments because inflation targeting on its own has clearly shown over the last 20 years or so that it is not a sufficient measure for mediating socioeconomic um, vagaries. It has not, it it's not a sufficient measure, for example, for moderating the, 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 the currency controls and the currency, the currency, the currency outflow and inflow. Um, the fluctuation of our currency, which is now very weak, it hasn't obviously helped to stimulate employment figures, um, productivity figures, and all of the other things which, in fact, are the environment which the Reserve Bank is essentially trying to, to moderate and to mediate, which is the economy, the ability for people to contribute to it as consumers, as producers as well. So I think that targeting inflation and isolation of a whole host of very complex socio-financial factors is really limiting. 
Dr. Jobin, on the other hand, you firmly support this increase in the interest rate. Uh, do, or do you agree with Lebechang? Perhaps we need to expand the arsenal. Uh, no, I think uh, what you've got to bear in mind is that uh, Central Bank has a particular role uh, to deal with all these other issues such as employment, uh, creation, and economic growth more generally. There are many other uh, aspects where government has a role to play, including fiscal policy. And uh, to rely on the Central Bank to actually start to worrying about some of these other issues is basically to give it so much power that uh, it might as well become the government. Mm, no, I'm not suggesting that the that government must cede its its power to mm. the central bank. What I am suggesting is that certainly the Reserve Bank should not should ideally not continue to only use inflation targeting and I'm saying that they need to bear in mind it's certainly not the job of the Reserve Bank to be a job creator to, to, to keep people employed. Of course, that is the role of the state in concert with private business and, and the corporate sector. But I think, I, I, I insist that the Reserve Bank does not operate in a silo, that there is unemployment, that there are issues around productivity, that there are problems with import and export costs mm. and the cost to small businesses. And other developing countries have managed to mediate some of these um, issues and protect smaller businesses merely by trying to put in place different forms of monetary policy and exercise policy sovereignty and policy flexibility in order to target different growth rates and different growth outcomes. Give us a call today. What is your thinking on this? 0891-104208. That number again, 0891-104208. SMS is 34701. Tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Email, amlive at safm.co.za. Dr. Jamin, what's the harm if the MPC were to consider more factors? We're not saying empower them, or at least Lebechang Pejo is not saying empower them further, but at least ask them to consider more broad, wide-ranging issues, not just this perhaps myopic view uh, of focusing merely on inflation targeting and a range of other factors. But I think the Reserve Bank, with respect, does uh, look at many other aspects of the monetary side of the economy. It is not mm. just involved with inflation targeting. There are certain kinds of policies that could have been considered in the past and that the Reserve Bank actually did dabble with, and that was to try and intervene to prevent the, uh, the currency from appreciating too far uh, a few years ago mm -hmm. when there was upward pressure on the currency because an appreciating currency was clearly uh, making life very difficult for exporters. But what the mm -hmm. bank found was that it was proving terribly costly and that it was actually impotent against the massive magnitude of uh, capital movements internationally and the way in which these were simply playing havoc with the ability of the central bank to try and manage capital flows a little more effectively. And we've seen it more recently. Uh, in the most classic example, most recently has been Argentina, which for a long time tried to uh, prevent its currency from depreciating, and eventually they gave way uh, uh, two weeks ago 
and let go. And the Argentinian peso has fallen by some 20, 25% since then. Well, Turkey's gone the same way, increasing interest rates some 4.25% this year, already 12% interest rates. So we're just falling in line with what the other other fragile economies are doing. Uh, that, that, that is correct. And all I'm trying to suggest is that uh, I think rather than criticizing our central bank, we should be looking more towards criticizing global monetary policy led mm. by the U.S. Federal Reserve Board that, is crea- that has created such a flood of liquidity globally that it's sloshing around uh, into and out of emerging markets and creating chaos for them. And yet not a word was mentioned by the U.S. Uh, uh, Federal Reserve Board chairman at the last FOMC meeting. He didn't even mention the kind of travails that uh, emerging markets were suffering from. Uh, it was more a case of, okay, you, you live, you, you put up with whatever we're going to do. Well, Roy's calling in from Pretoria. Let's see what he says about this. Roy, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Roy, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Sure, thanks. Uh, firstly, there's a historical context to this inflation targeting. This is really an advanced country uh, matter with heavy undertones, ideological undertones to it. We in South Africa just happened to copy it because we are people who have been copying so many things without really thinking. Uh, the price stability mandate is contradictory to employment. Why the Europeans or advanced countries that put inflation targeting was because unemployment is quite low. It was quite low in those four days. Hence, they thought it was appropriate to use inflation targeting. But we copied it. Not understanding that in our case, it was completely different. You can't stabilize prices completely at the same time and create employment. So that's the, the that's one part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second part is that uh, uh, look at the, the Reserve Bank in the U.S. right now. The target is not about inflation. It's about employment. They're saying we're going to pump in money until the unemployment goes down to some somewhere around below 7%. It's the Reserve Bank, mind you. And somewhere here we're arguing, well, we cannot look at unemployment, but we just look at inflation targeting. It just doesn't make sense. Roy, thanks but for that fun- call. But fundamentally, mm. though, what is at fault here is our microeconomic framework itself, which we copied from these advanced countries completely inconsistent with our uh, our economic situation in this country or in developing countries. Roy, let's put that to our guests. Roy, th- thanks for that call there, Roy, in Pretoria. Lebukhang, I heard you in the background there. As Were you agreeing with Roy that we've kind of borrowed this model of of targeting, uh, of inflation targeting? We've borrowed these ideas ideas from other parts of the world, and it's just the wrong model for us. I think, I mean, certainly there's, a, there's an element of that. Um, I mean, even prior to, even before the 1970s, um, even the Britain Ward systems ensured that many countries would form um, fiscal and monetary policies very separately based on the ability to contract money supply in order to expand the economy. And most of the countries which have used inflation targeting, um, such as New Zealand, Japan, most notably, as my, as my esteemed colleague mentioned, the United States, do so understanding that they also have the relative luxury of open markets, 
they also have the, the relative luxury of far greater expansionist markets and access to international markets, which a country like South Africa, even though we are the largest economy on the continent, cannot in any way compete with. So in as much as, I mean, and, and I'm not so much criticizing the functioning and the work of the, you know, the work of the Reserve Bank um, and their capacity. What I think is very important is that the backdrop of that function has to bear in mind that there are so many other exigencies. For example, many countries are now looking at to, 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 to the Reserve Bank to look into the, to, to, to moderate capital flows. We saw what happened with the unfettered flow of capital in Southeast Asia um, in the late 1990s, which completely decimated and, 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 and skewed their monetary, their monetary flows and their economies for a hot moment there. And that is certainly something that is within the remate as many, many reserve banks have placed within the, their, their own remake to ensure that local government bonds and local capital markets are, not go, are going to be protected by external factors. Small developing countries and small developing economies, and again, I insist that South Africa, we are a developing economy. But that's not happening, no Lebohang. Our, our bonds are being dumped wholesale on the international market right now. Absolutely, and that is to do with the choices that we are making. We can choose to dump them. We can choose not to dump them. We can choose to, to curtail the inflow of, 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 of money. We can choose to also curtail the inflow of bonds and equities from other countries and international capital flows on large scales, or we can choose not to. I don't think that we're absolutely helpless. And the thing with policy is that we, we don't need to speak as though it's a static it's a static instrument. It's an evolving contextual instrument that must be responsive to the current circumstances and needs of any economy. Evolve or not, so we'll be talking about that as we look at the MPC, the composition of the MPC. Is it time to review it? You give us a call on 0891104208. Tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. Email amlive at safm.co.za. But send through your SMSs, 34701. I'll read them out. Right after we get to your 8.30 news headlines with Vibakshini Chetty. Why children's feet grow so quickly. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. It's uh, AM Live on SAFM. What's going to be your top story today? Well, you heard uh, just a short while ago a breaking news story at uh, Lanseria Airport. Uh, Chief Executive Gavin Sace is saying three people were killed after their King Air 90 plane has crashed. Uh, we are reaching out to him this morning. Our producers are trying to get a hold of him so that we can find out an update on that story. Well, lots to choose from if you're looking for a top story. Ahang and DA holding separate press conferences shortly. Kasatu dealing with leaked documents today, taxi strikes on e-tolls here in Gauteng. Uh, the President has been talking exclusively with the SABC on e-tolling, on Nkandla and on police brutality. So a lot of stories for you to choose from. What is your top story today? Well, if you're a Facebook user, there's a new app called Paper, an online newspaper for viewing and sharing articles and other content from a smartphone. It's exclusively available for the iPhone and they say this app is going to enable you to share your top story. So there's a way for you to do it. 34701 if you'd like to write in your SMSs, tweet or Facebook as AM Live on SAFM. Let's go back to the lines and we've got Quezzy who's calling in from Port Elizabeth as we talk about the MPC. Quezzy, good morning. Good, good morning, Darshan. Darshan, first I would I'd like to say Lebuchang is spot on. I, I think uh, the, the, the mandate is quite narrow. This uh, 
this inflation targeting is quite near, especially for a small open economy like South Africa, because we, I mean, 70% of what I'm currently wearing is important, wearing is important from China, 50% of what I'm eating is important from other, from, from other countries. I think they should, the, the, the reserve, I do understand that the MND was expanded sometime last year, or I'm not sure when, to include employment and growth, but I don't think they are really taking that mandate seriously. And for them to increase the, to, 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 to hide the rates, when the economy is struggling at this time, I really don't feel it. My question to Dr. Ashes, I mean, why mm-hmm. should the Fed care what happens to the emerging markets? Because it does, it, it's, not their, it's not their job. Their job is to, is, it, it's to cater for the Americans, which is what the South African Reserve Bank should be doing for us. So, Kwezi, you're saying why, 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 why should the U.S. Fed Reserve care about us here in South Africa or why, any emerging market, really? Why should they care when the yeah. Americans are under, under pressure there? The Federal Reserve Bank should be doing it, should be look, looking after us. It should not be hiking interest rates when you know this economy is, is, is struggling we are, and we are unable to create jobs we are unable to pay debts and they, they, if, the, if, the, if the dollar goes to $200, what, what happens then? Must you hike interest rate until what? We can't do that, we can't afford it, we are an open economy let the rent go down, if it goes down let it go down, let's just continue building production in this country building capacity so that we can produce our own things instead of just uh, relying on other people to import, we are living beyond our means, we can't live on imports the mm-hmm. rent must go down if it has to go down but it cannot be. It can be on our expenses as people who cannot afford these kind of things. They they, they cannot keep on uh, uh, hiking the rates because other people are hiking it. Thank Crazy. you. Attention. Great question there, Crazy in Port Elizabeth. But of course, you did hear from Nomura Consultant saying we can expect 200, 250 basis points increase in the uh, interest rates over the next two to three years. So there are more coming, Crazy. It's not a question of if, uh, but a matter of when, according to uh, Nomura. Uh, Dr. Jamin, would you like to respond to Crazy? Yes. Uh, the first thing is to, for him, Crazy must recognize that the world has changed dramatically over the last uh, two decades. Uh, globalization has taken hold. We are now part of a globalized world uh, in a way that we never were before. And in that sense, unfortunately, the world is reliant on one universal currency, and that is the U.S. dollar. So what the American Central Bank decides to do with uh, its monetary policy and its supply of money does unfortunately have an impact on everyone else, and we are then obliged to uh, respond to that. The second point I would like to make is that uh, South Africa is not, by pursuing inflation targeting, is not following a policy adopted only by advanced economies. There are many, many other emerging markets who are also adopting inflation targeting. Uh, Some of our fellow BRICS partners adopt inflation targeting. Now, should we be part of BRICS if we are too small to actually follow the same kind of uh, um, uh, uh, policies as themselves? And the third thing I'd like to say is it's all very well to say let the rand go to 20 rand to the dollar. Quasi, um, would you be then willing to pay 25 rand a litre for your petrol? Uh, you know, things will mm-hmm. just get totally out of hand in the way they did in Zimbabwe, and this country would then collapse. And I would submit that the one, one of the reasons why this economy, uh, it may not be doing well, it may not be creating jobs, uh, but it is still not collapsing is precisely because the country has been fortunate enough to have uh, pol- three 
pillars of stability in the form of the South African Reserve Bank, the South African Revenue Services, which uh, is very efficient at collecting taxes, unlike what happens in many other countries, and a national treasury that is uh, doing all it can to try and keep a reign over the government's finances. Some will be critical that it hasn't done well enough, but there have been enormous pressures on it to let go. And I would submit that if we were to let go, all hell would break loose before too long. You would have a mini-boom for a short period of time. Everyone would borrow at excessively low interest rates. And before you knew it, the kind of bad debts that are embracing our country at the moment would become, uh, you know, would increase uh, multifold compared mm. with what we've got already. Dr. Jameen, you talk about us living in a globalized world. Of course, it's, it's inevitable. We can't close off our borders. The IMF, the World Economic Forum, the World Bank, all talking about regional integration, camp, uh, countries and companies opening up their borders and engaging with each other. What would be the harm in focusing more on that capital flow? What, what Lebechang talked about there earlier on, focusing rather on what goes in and out of the country rather than on inflation. Well, that's precisely the point I made earlier on this program is uh, in terms of large-scale capital flows, we are just not powerful enough to be able to have very much mm. impact on that. The moment you try and protect the RAND, uh, de- try to defend the RAND and prevent it from depreciating, before you know it, you run out of reserves, and before you know it, the RAND then plummets a lot more than would have been the case if you had just let it find its own value. And the one thing that no one has mentioned is that with the RAND at current values and the Reserve Bank trying to keep inflation low at the moment, uh, there we do stand at least a fighting chance now of exporting more than we were doing before. Mm. Because what we found in the past was as soon as the RAND would fall terribly rapidly, uh, you had costs just escalating massively and wiping out all the benefits that might otherwise have been accrued from increased competitiveness. One, the Reserve Bank went out of its way last week to say that one of its objectives is precisely to prevent costs from going crazy uh, and in so doing, internalizing the benefits to exporters and producers of the lower rand. Lebechang Peko, what do you think about that? Would we be fighting above or punching above our weight, perhaps, if we decided to take on this battle on capital flows? And, and aren't we giving ourselves a fighting chance here by, by uh, looking at the way that the rand is doing and, and increasing our exports? Mm. Look, I mean, I think, I, I think in terms of flows, I'm not suggesting that that should be the only instrument, but I do mm-hmm. think that we should be a lot more careful and circumspect in the way that we, we, we control those. I also think that we should be a lot more circumspect about the volume of currency which we allow to go into the open market, because the greater the, the, greater the volume of our currency that goes into the open market, the greater the level of depreciation, which is what we are seeing at the moment. And we do have the kind of power that it takes to be able to ensure that that doesn't happen. China, for example, are very specific, and it's, it's again, a, co- a, a very strong coalition between government policy and their central bank policy um, in terms of keeping the yuan out of international, popular international circulation to the effect that it keeps its own value appreciated. And that is a, a nation of a billion people. Granted, their economy is larger than ours. Uh, wait, I think... 
we don't necessarily have to do what other countries do. I don't think we need to do what other BRICS countries do if those if those if those particular instruments don't suit us. Remember what the the key uh, the key objective. Of, 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 of inflation targeting I would be number one. Of central ba- banks would be to keep inflation low, reduce central bank support for, for fiscal deficits, and also to help manage the country's integration into trade and finance markets. We have to be careful because I think as South Africa, we've exposed ourselves, and it's almost, I mean, the horse has somewhat bolted, but we exposed ourselves very early and somewhat prematurely into the global market um, and on terms which I don't think we are ready for or were ready for. And we're seeing the impact of that now. We have chosen the trickle-down theory, which presumes that the market is going to be able to mediate and, 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 make, and, and, and compensate for the shortfalls that we see in other socioeconomic um, indicators, such as employment, such as poverty. And that has not happened because these things, these are social phenomena which do not occur incidentally. They occur over a period of time as a result of other mediating factors. Now, if we're going to behave as though the trickle-down theory is, is one that the Reserve Bank should not be alive to, I think we're going to continue to see the sort of results that, that, that mean that South Africa's growth rates are not as robust as they have been, as they could be. Employment rates are not moving. Employment, employment targets, in fact, are, have not been dented at all in the last 20 years. So surely, in terms of being able, and I'm kind of going full circle to where I began, in terms of our capacity to be a productive nation, to have the kind of skills base that is able to build a, a secondary and now tertiary level of productivity, which means that we are more competitive with a China, with a U.S., because we are products which belong to us, which we export on our own terms rather than piecemeal, and are now then able to restructure our economy and our means of production in a way that is much more self-assured and self and, and, and speaks to our own interests. I'm not sure whether we will have the capacity to be able to use only inflation targeting, which clearly has not been able to reach those targets and which has not been able to locate us as an emerging economy, which is really um, the aspiration that we mm-hmm. have. 891 Sebastian in Cape Town. Good morning. Hi, Sebastian. Hmm. Sebastian. Okay, I think Sebastian's line is on, but we can't seem to hear him. So, Sebastian, if you'd like to call back, 891 uh, Dr. Jamin, oh, uh, uh, just on the point that you were making now, on... on you know the, the 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 composition. Or I guess the the question that I have is: Do you think that the MBC, MPC is broadly represented enough to consider some of the aspects that you're raising? Now, the other issues that need to be considered apart from inflation targeting. Possibly not. I, mean, I, I do I do know that they consult with key experts regularly, and I think that they, there is certainly an attempt internally to draw on those opinions. Um, to draw on some of those different diverse um, streams of thought, um, and I think I think I'm, on, I'm even I am on, on, on one of their mailing lists, and I think that there is certainly an attempt to draw in opinion. I think that it would be very useful to systematize that a lot mm-hmm. more, and I think that we also need to think about different uh, elements of society who have a vested interest. You know, elements of labor, elements of of, of corporate elements of different sort of um, development economists as well and academics who have a vested interest in trying to bring together um, the kind of um, menu of monetary instruments that I believe 
are the ones that are going to be able to galvanize our movement forward economically and to begin to attack these um, socioeconomic indicators with a lot more robustness. Azar, I'm sure you're on that mailing list as well. Uh, Well, I I would go further and say I'm not only am I on the mailing list, but I'm on a whole uh, fairly large panel of economists that meets with all the Reserve Bank officials every two months. Uh, And we've often queried why are there no members of Labour or people Mm. with other, uh, if you want to say, non-neoliberal views and we are continuously told by Reserve Bank officials that others are invited to participate and just ignore those invitations. So actually, so, so Labour out there is ignoring the invitation Correct. from the MPC to attend and, and give input on interest rates and inflation targeting and anything else that the MPC decides. Correct. Well, if you are a union member out there, perhaps Kasati would like there to respond. There is one exception, mm-hmm. and that is Dennis George from Fedusa has attended one or two. But other than him, there is virtually no one that I have seen. And I have often asked Reserve Bank officials, and they express total frustration that they, they do not receive input from uh, Labour. Labour, we're letting ourselves down here. I, I agree. You know, and uh, that's a challenge to many people who have a heterodox opinion. And, you know, I, I, I myself am willing to take the gauntlet and get myself to those meetings because I have failed to appear at any of them. I, I'm always out of the country or something happening. But I think it is a challenge to, I think, many of us to begin to be actively carve a solution and, and, and get on the inside and have these conversations and take them forward. So it's not about changing the MPC. The MPC wants to change. It wants to be this naturally evolving, dynamic organization that you talked about, Lebohang. But it's simply you know, finding resistance from those who, who should be part of the process. Resistance, hey, um, um, the sham. To be fair, I think sometimes perhaps there's also the reticence in wondering whether or not these opinions are going to be mm. taken forward, and perhaps that's desperately unfair. Um, whether it's another talk shop, whether it's window dressing, again, that's probably desperately unfair. Um, and I think that it's also about wondering whether how much power one's voice will actually have an impact and an input, and 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 and, and whether or not this is really going to become something, this, these conversations lead to a shift in action, a shift in reaction, and a shift in realignment as well. So the only way perhaps is to follow the path, participate, and see where it goes. Dr. Jamin, that's the same criticism almost that people level against Davos. You know, the 1% of the 1% of the elite meeting in Davos every year to iron out the problems of the world economy. But really it's just a networking session for the, for the bigwigs out there, and they're not really interested, the allegation is at least, in, interested in the voice of the left, in the voice of the poor and marginalized. Darshan, there is one huge difference between the Reserve Bank's uh, meetings and uh, those of Davos. The Reserve Bank is a free open invitation mm. to attend. Davos, you've got to pay a huge amount of money. I know I personally, as a small business owner, have been excluded from attending any WEF meetings uh, in recent years because my business cannot afford to pay the fee to attend those businesses. Those, uh, It's a business. The World Economic Forum mm. is a business. That's what differ. So please, I don't think we should confuse that with the Reserve Bank's open invitation for people to engage with it. Yaji in Cape Town, good morning. 
Hi, Yaji. Okay, I think we've lost Yaji's line there in Cape Town. Uh, let's try and wrap up the discussion. If if we are saying that that well, do we need to review the composition of the MPC, or is that constantly being done, Dr. Jamin? Uh, it is constantly being done. I better say constantly over a period of time. It mm. is happening, and uh, obviously. If uh, it is composed mainly of people who are versed with monetary economics, uh, so to that extent it doesn't have uh, members of organized labor, for example, as part of its composition, and uh, that's obviously something that uh, might be considered in due course. But uh, at the moment, I would say that every member of the MPC is worth his salt, and uh, um, it's just possible that many, some people would say, but they're all of the same kind of ideological uh, economic background, and therefore that is unsatisfactory. Lebegang? No, I mean, I suppose the NPC, you know, the, the question has been answered to, to a great extent, but I think it's not only about the composition, it's about whether that composition influences direction and, and whether that voice is really tangible and, and, and meaningful. That's really the, the key thing, and whether it has the ability to begin to think about these issues of um, exchange rates and credit quality and, and velocity of what's going through the economy um, in a way that's meaningful and, 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 and a bit creative, and I think speaks to our own reality as an aspirant economy, a developing economy, big brother in Africa, but in the small, in the, in the larger big scheme of things, really, really, really minor moment, and our role, our, our standing has receded in the last five or six years, and that's something that's extremely concerning, and I hope that we can have the sorts of conversations which bring us to a place where we are having a more developmental perspective, and one that is, I think, speaks to the kind of inclusive social indicators that I spoke to earlier on. What are we going to be saying into the future, Dr. Jamin? The, the Bank of England is supposed to be meeting this week to decide on interest rates. Uh, Bank of Japan, I believe, next week are going to be making an announcement. China's in a bit of havoc. Their industry, uh, their manufacturing sector is contracting. Uh, what are we looking at in terms of these, uh, these, these you know, developed markets which are supposed to be out there to help prop us up? Uh, I don't think that we can rely on them to help prop us up at all. And this is why I think that the Reserve Bank acted in its own right to try and do whatever it thought was the correct thing. The fact is that at the moment financial markets are being swayed massively by uh, uh, global uh, and leading uh, investment banks who are playing around with huge amounts of money and playing havoc with emerging markets. Uh, it's something that emerging markets are, uh, imp- uh, are basically um, incapable of dealing with at this stage. They have called the ba- uh, head of the Bank of India, uh, Reserve Bank of India, called upon the Federal Reserve Board uh, to try and interact a little more with emerging markets in terms of the formulation of its own monetary policy. But who knows with, you know, the United States feels it is so powerful at the moment that, uh, that those pleas are falling on deaf ears. And they will only start paying attention if and when they see that some of the damage that might be inflicted on emerging markets starts uh, boomeranging onto the U.S. economy itself.
Dr. Azajamin, thanks so much for joining us. Lebochang Peko, I'll give you the last word on this. Nomura consultant saying we could expect uh, 2%, 2.5% interest rate hikes uh, still to come over the next two to three years. Uh, how is this going to affect us here at home as, as a consumer? What is going to be the impact of these decisions? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of our, our borrowing rates, um, the rates of borrowing, especially for small businesses, for businesses that might also want to expand um, in terms of capital expenditure and, and growth, um, the ability for them to retain their staff, the ability for them to co- keep on contributing to the economy, um, and this kind of very complex tax regime that we have in this country. I think that we might see some, again, a further rescission in some of the gains that we may have made. Um, I think that the small, the smaller econ- the smaller businesses are the ones which retain um, employment, which are the greatest employers in this country, and I think we need to see the banks must find ways to protect them and to subsidize them in order to ensure that those small marginal gains and the marginal economic contribution that they really have been making um, and, 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 and valuable in terms of job creation is maintained. Thanks so much for joining us, Lebochang Peko, economist as well. Your SMS is coming in, Cedric in Cape Town, saying MPC is reactive, not proactive. The decision to increase the rate is against the trend worldwide. This will put more pressure on households. Sam Chuma in Johannesburg, why can't all the countries come together and agree on the use of a single global currency? Sam, I can just imagine how long those discussions would go on for. Uh, perhaps uh, it would be perpetual. A second round would say, uh, says here, Jill Marcus has done an excellent job of meeting all of SA's economic objectives without the confusion proposed by Lebohang Peko and uh, Paseka Mukoti saying South African currency is still based on apartheid era white minority privileged privilege. We must unhinge our rand from the US dollar. Paseka Mukoti, they're writing in. Thank you so much for your SMSs, your Facebook comments, your tweets, your emails as well, and for phoning us today. We appreciate your input on the program. We'll do it again tomorrow, 6 to 9 a.m. with our team. That's Nswaki U, Apiwe Honono, Tracy Boomgaard, Jake Makoma, Maruma Kekana, Senior Producer, Obriel Mpofu and Zinat Abdul, Forum Producer, Ronald Piri and Tlengiwa Mabasa, Technical Producer, Mark Preller, Chief Producer, Buzi Lokos, Executive Producer, Busisi Wachane and Aubrey Sechia. I'm Dasha Medley. Have yourself a fantastic day. Stay tuned, of course. Uh, the DA and Ahang having press briefings today. Listen out for the news bulletins and to Midday Live with my colleague Bongi Gwala. Sepisa Makwetla coming up on PM Live this evening. And as, as I said, I'll join you again tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Have yourself a great day. Be safe out there. Rainy weather. Listen out for Rob Byrne and his traffic updates. Take care.